Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time on the Embrace Church podcast. This is a podcast where we like to dive into one of our most recent sermons or messages, whatever you want to call them, for the weekend and chat chat with the speaker about the things that maybe they had to cut for time or maybe dive into even some of their points a little bit more to get some more context around it. We only have so much time on a Sunday, especially on stage for that speaker. So usually in our, in our process to prep a message and work as a team together on that, um, our, our speaker has to cut some things for time or they can't dive into one of their points or a scripture as much as they would like. So this podcast is to sit down with, uh, with that speaker for that week and dive into those things and have a lighthearted conversation around some, some heavier topics or some lighter ones and maybe make a few jokes along the way. Um, this past Sunday, we finished up week four of our Dumb Things Christians Say series, which has been just a hilarious, awesome series. I think if you're um, into meme culture at all or memes at all, I think even for me, I probably had the most bla- like of a blast during this series, most fun during a series than I've ever had before, just because I love seeing memes all the time. Um, but yeah, the series was amazing. If you missed it, you can check it out at imembrace.com or right here on the podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. You'll hear me say that again at the end, and that's not for subscription sake. It's for the sake of there is some amazing content and there's some amazing things things being said by some amazing speakers and conversations that we're having like this one we'll have today that you do not want to miss out on. If you need encouragement, if you need some more wisdom or just even insight and help in your week, this podcast um, will help you do so. And I I pray and hope that it will. So make sure you're subscribed or go to imbrace.com. Okay. So now to jump into what today is all about, this last week, our T-Campus pastor, way out in T-South Dakota, uh, Travis Waltner, gave his message, and uh, he's here with us today. Hey, Travis. Hey, how's it going? Going great. So, Travis, you you kind of not only gave the message this this past week, but you kind of gave it with a little under the under the weather. Yeah, I woke up on Sunday, and I had a, a sore throat, which I was okay, so I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll push through it, and 8.30 service was fine, 10 o'clock service was okay, and then by the 11.30, I think even Jason said, he was like, that was a little rough, wasn't it? I had to push so much air out of my vocal cords to even get it out, and I just shot my voice. Oh, man. And so now we're recording this, I don't know if this is, this is a Thursday, yeah. and my voice still is not back <laughs> from Sunday, so hopefully it gets, it gets, this is the best it's been yeah. since then, so... Bear with me a yeah, little bit here. So. We will, and it's good to call it out. We <laughs> last week, it's it's comparable. To last week we talked with Adam about week three in the series, and we were sitting outside and had the most wind ever <laughs> during it. So you're going to hear not wind. You'll hear not wind from outside, but you'll hear wind from our bodies. Maybe some sniffling, wheezing. maybe some wheezing, maybe some coughing. I'll tr- we'll try to cut as much as we can out. But if a little bit gets in there, um, I don't think it's possible. Like things can't transfer through audio as far as illness or sickness or anything, luckily. So yeah. <laughs> at least computer virus. Yeah. That's a lame. <laughs> it's like it's going yeah, sorry, that's really lame. No, just kidding. It's a great joke. <laughs> um okay, so so week four of the series you gave, and not only was it week four, but but we closed out the series of Done Things Christians Say, saw it come to an end. Sadly, what was your message about? What was the title of it? What was it about? And how did you feel about the series coming to an end as a whole? Yeah, it was good to end the series. It's kind of like in baseball, they save the best pitcher for last. So that's typically <laughs> what we do here. We had you in our at pocket. Embrace. It yeah. was the closer that that came in. Uh, but my my um, my message was on the dumb things that Christians say, and it was share this if you love Jesus. And so 
Yeah, I was excited to give this message. When we, we do our message prep, usually about two, two months in advance, yeah. we sit through and decide what the week's going to be about. And this one came up, and I got assigned to it, and I was really excited. <laughs> so you didn't like raise your hand. It was just like, no, this one's perfect for Travis. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, they, they know I'm cheesy and like to do weird things like, like this. But I think um, it might be because we've seen you share things for Jesus. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just – I'm not – no. That's not even true because I'm not a big social media guy. I oh, try, okay. but uh, so the share things for uh, if you love Jesus was really interesting because we had kind of some different directions we could go with it. You know, at first, first I kind of thought like oh, if you share something for Jesus, you try to stand up for Jesus. Mm-hmm. But what does it really look like to stand up for Jesus? But then we kind of landed on this idea that most of the time, the heart of why we feel like we need to share this is kind of a superstition. Mm. And so it was a different way of thinking about it, I thought. But I thought it was, what we dived into, it was really helpful oh, yeah. in a lot of ways. I never would have made the connection, probably on my own, of that. The, uh, and we'll dive into a little bit more of what that message was about. But this idea of like, share this if you love Jesus, the word superstition being attached to it. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't have made that connection. Yeah. Right. So that's, that. I love that perspective that we took. Um, before we dive into what that means and let's, the, what, superstition is, um, what superstitions do you have personally? And I guess first we should define superstition. What's a superstition? Well, that's great. Talk about (laughs) cut for time. Yeah. So I literally, I probably had 12 definitions of superstition written out and they were all so complex. And like, I was, I had no clue, like even how (laughs) to define, define superstition. And so I kind of took them all uh, together and try to make this most succinct definition I could think of. And so what I came up uh, with reading a bunch of different uh, definitions was an unjustified belief in cause and effect. Mm. So that might be a little weird for you. Like what is cause and effect? Sure. The best way for me to describe it is like an if then statement. Yeah. If I do this, then this will happen. Sure. sure. And there's no reason that's an unjustified belief. Like if I, you know, if I see a black cat, then I will have bad luck. Yeah. There's no like reason for me to really believe that, but sure. I, I believe it because I've been told it or it's just an unjustified belief in an if then statement or cause and effect. Yeah. That's really good. That makes it really simple. What, uh, what if then statements do you have in your life? Like personally, what superstitions do you have? You know, I used to be really superstitious when I was younger. <laughs> I remember playing baseball and baseball players are notoriously superstitious oh, yeah. rally cat and like not changing their underwear, just crazy yeah. things. I don't know sports, so you're yeah. really going to have to explain it. But I remember in the outfield, I'd be playing in the outfield and I would tap my cap three to five times oh before every pitch because I thought that would help us get it out. Is something that I would be. So if I tap my cap five times, then we would get it out. <laughs> Currently though, probably the superstition, and I actually shared this on Sundays, I still knock on wood all the time. Like, like, it's like, man, I hope I don't get sick. Knock on wood. If I knock on wood, then I won't get sick. Do you knock on wood, like, like privately or is only in public? You know what I mean? Well, no, I'll do it right in front of people. But the, the crazy thing about it is, like, right now we're sitting by an Ikea table. Yeah. Like, I, Ikea tables don't count because this is, like, particle board <laughs> junk. You know? So, like, I need to find, like, a solid piece of wood somewhere yeah. to knock on. That's and, messed up, man. And I don't know if I really believe it's superstition. It's probably more fun than me. But, like, it just doesn't feel complete if I would knock on this. I'd actually have to find a, a, a real a piece, piece of, wood. of wood to knock on. So that's kind of Man, that's odd. weird. That is really weird. Yeah. So I do that all the time. I don't know why I knock on wood, but I do it. Uh, I'll share a couple of mine. So I was trying to think about this question. And back in the day, I don't know. Um, 
Um, you're you're slightly older than I am, so you should remember this. Just slightly. <laughs> Just slightly. What are, let's let's call this out. I'm yeah. Going to be 38 this summer. How old are you? Congratulations. Uh, 26. So I was 12 when you were born. Okay. There we go. Sad. <laughs> Man, I don't know how we can recover from this moment. <laughs> Um, but when I was younger, uh, Game Boy, right? Everyone had a Game Boy. And you played Pokemon on it, you played Mario, maybe Zelda or something. I remember my superstition was always a combi- – whatever move I was making in the game, I had the superstition that if I hit this B button this many times during a moment that was really intense, I would then win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Or if I like if I like press and held it, my Game Boy, in a certain way while I was waiting for something to load, that I would end up winning whatever that moment was, which yeah. is like a very weird childish superstition that's like – I maybe I saw other kids do that, but it doesn't help the game. Like they don't have that programmed in the game, you know, for you to hold it a certain way and you win. But you never know. You, you know, you never know with how they. You're not helping all the cheat, all the cheat codes and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then I guess I this is this one came to mind as a like a current superstition. I don't even know that it's so much a, a superstition as it might be a frustration that then ruins the rest of my day. But um, uh, like if I'm not 15 minutes early. Um, to something I'm driving to, like I'm late. I, I literally think I'm late if I'm not like 10 to 15 minutes early or something. And it ru- I'll, I'll have in my mind already preconceived that it'll just ruin or like devalue a little bit of what I'm going to do, <sighs> which I'm just like, maybe that's maybe that's too much of a counseling thing that we don't have time to dive into right here. <laughs> but there's like, there's a little therapy to work yeah, that one therapy out. Work that one out. But maybe that's a superstition. Um, yeah, but yeah. It is. I think it is. It's a little bit more online on the heart superstitions. We talk about sure. in the message. Sure. So. Uh, what was, so back to the, the cut on time piece, was there anything else that was cut for timing your talk or something that like you wish you could have dove into um, a bit more, maybe something that someone brought up to you and you're like, Oh, I should answer that question or something like that. Yeah. You know, the more and more that I get the opportunity to give messages, I realize the more and more you have to cut stuff that you really like. I think it's always the hardest part to cut is when you get into the passage. Because if you go to the passage under Matthew 15, there's I actually shared only a portion of it because there's so much other stuff like Jesus is talking about. Mm. Actually, the Jews had these unjustified beliefs in washings. Like you had to wash so many times in order to be holy and cleansing. And, and that's always for me, like I'm a theology Bible kind of geek and like to dive into what was that belief and how did the Pharisees take that to an unhealthy level, um, is, is always stuff that's fun to share. But you know, when you have whatever, 25 minutes to give a message, you want to kind of boil it down to what is the, the heart. So that's something that uh, was kind of cut from my message, digging into that verse, uh, some of the other parts of that verse, because there's so much in a verse. You oh, know? man. The other thing that was kind of cut out was I had a, on the second, um, there, there was there was two points uh, in my message. You know, we have superstitious spirituality, and then we have sincere spirituality. Yeah, those were your two points. Yes. Yeah, your two main points. Yeah. Superstitious spirituality and sincere spirituality. And under sincere spirituality, I wanted to share of some insincere belief that I had about Christianity. And so I had this whole this whole thought of, you know, drinking, talking about like drinking alcohol. And, you know, I didn't I never drank before I was twenty one. I actually didn't drink probably uh years after I was twenty one, which that's not an applause for me. No, no, I can totally relate. I grew up like more uh Definitely, I just I grew up in and out of church, and the church I grew up in it was Jeff. Definitely more, how I say this, just 
suit and tie part of the routine sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know if there what a, other way to say that, but um, I even on my twenty first birthday, like I <laughs> I never really drank and I didn't want to drink on my twenty first birthday, and I felt. I, I bet it was a superstition. Like I felt like God would probably love me a little less. Yeah. Anyway, that was a side note. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 not that that's bad. Like if you yeah. choose not to drink, like go ahead and do that. Like, but I had this belief that if I didn't drink, God kind of thought I was a good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. That if then statement. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it it made me see the people around me that were drinking in high school and in college. Yeah. And I didn't believe they were Christians or I didn't believe that they were good Christians. And it kind of thought on that. It was like, you know, Jesus didn't die to create a bunch of people who were passionate about prohibition. He died <laughs> yeah. for our hearts. He died for us to be close to him. And so the disclaimer on that is like a drinking can be super unhealthy. So yeah. I'm not like advocating that people should go and drink more. Like, and there's some of us, maybe you're listening to this. You need to stop drinking. Cause you, yeah. you might not be an alcoholic, sure. but you have very unhealthy boundaries. But the truth is God wants your heart yeah. more than this Christian action of no drinking, or you could put no swearing, yeah. no sex, watching too marriage. much Netflix. Yeah. Like yeah. God, God really wants your heart. So I, I kind of cut that out just because just for time ways, yeah. time wise, I wanted to share more about connecting to the heart of Jesus sure. than that action. But. That's a, that just even brings it to mind of like when you're talking about your own superstition, it changed the lens at which you saw other people through too. Totally. And I think like when we talk about share this, if you love Jesus, you know, people that send those things and then see that you don't share them. You better believe you're being judged <laughs> if they know you're not sure because they think that you should do this because God, you know, when we believe those superstitions, we we place those on other people as well. Totally. When when Jesus says in this passage, you missed the whole point. God wants your heart first mm. so that your actions can yeah. follow later. Yeah. So what I'm not trying to say is that God doesn't want us to act a certain way and there's not healthy actions that we can have, but, but just first and foremost, God... He's a God about our hearts and wanting us as individuals and as people more than getting our ducks in a row yeah. on the outside. Wow. I think that is so good. When you talked about going through the motions and it can easily, like you got to this point after you're talking about like, you know, if, if I, then this will happen. But Jesus says, no, go. So, so then going through the motions can easily turn into superstition. Right. so that's something you talked about. Um, and that uh, kind of like that wedding illustration that you yeah. said was like super cool. Why don't you, can you mention that again? Just cause I loved it so much. Yeah. The wedding, kind of cool just to get a little behind the scenes too. Like uh, we have a team that helps develop this message. And so yep. that wedding illustration was Austin Walker's idea <laughs> from St. Croix. So it's kind of cool. Anytime someone gives a message, uh, uh, these ideas are not all my ideas, Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, I think is so neat. And I Austin Walker had this idea of, Hey, what if, what if your wedding, like, what if you would relive the traditions of your wedding every single day? And it's, it's just asinine to think about. Like yeah. it makes no sense. Wake up, get your wedding attire yeah. on every day. You yeah. would miss the whole point of what it means to, to be married. Like the traditional stuff of a wedding is super important. And it, it, it's a, it's a covenant and we, we do that covenant in front of people and, yeah. and we share rings, but to continually do that over and over would actually miss the point of what it means to be married. That's We're so the point of being married is the two become one. Yeah. We are to reflect Jesus Christ in our marriage. We are supposed to live life together and to put on our wedding dress again and to do this again and again and again. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because we we're missing the whole. You start to point. get 
yeah, you, you're caring too much about the tradition at that point, right? Yeah. And then rather than the becoming oneness, the heart, yeah. That's yeah, that's so it was a it was a really I thought a really strong image that Austin thought of that really drove. We do the same thing in Christianity. Yeah, I mean, we go, hey, let's just go to church, or let's just go to an Easter service, or let's baptize our kid, let's go to confirmation, let's yeah. take communion, let's go through the motions, and instead of connecting, like, what is the heart yeah. that God really wants in that? Like, what does he what does he want from me personally? Because yeah. that's more important than actually even doing. I don't know if you're. Stuff. I don't know if you're okay with me sharing this. So I. I think it's appropriate sure, to share right ahead. here while recording. <laughs> I remember this. I think this is before. This was last week before you gave the message. We were like in a meeting or something. You were talking about the message. Um, I think somebody was asking you about it a little bit. What it's going to be on, and you started to say. Uh, you said what it was about, but then you said, as an example, like the other day, I was praying to God, and I was just rambling through this list of things, like rambling through this list of, man, I didn't do this on time. God help me, you know, bless me, do this, do that. I'm stressed out about this, whatever it was. Um, but you, you were telling this person and I was standing right there that like you had this moment where, ah, God doesn't want me to run through a list right now. He just wants me to stop and connect with him. And that like, that has stuck with me ever since I heard you in the office say that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you always like, you preach a message and then you realize you're not living it out yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I was just sitting in my bed and I was thinking through basically all the ways, all the things I was not doing in my relationship with Jesus, either struggling to get in the word or like not, Mm. you know, as a pastor, you always feel guilty. Like you can't like help everybody all the time and be there for them and feeling all this stuff. And I just, I went back to my message and I was like, Hey, in this moment, God just wants my heart. Wow. Like all that stuff. Yeah, I probably need to get better at some of that stuff. Like I need my actions need to become more like Jesus. But like God's like, "Hey, give me your heart. Just just meet me. Like are you overwhelmed? Just talk to me about that right now." Yeah. Like I just want your heart and and we'll worry about those actions on the back end. So, yeah, that was a really wow. cool moment. Man, I hope someone can take away that even just right now. It's a it's a simple concept, but it's a hard practice, right? Cuz yeah. our human like we are we are creatures of defense and worry and trying to take care of ourselves yeah. and our family. So well, it was even last night we had, we had a worship night at T and as a pastor, you just get caught up in all the details. Sure. And I had that moment again where I was like, what does it look like? It's just, you just like what I talk about when you activate your heart, you just bring all your desires, all your emotions to God. And so for me, what I brought to him is I actually don't feel like worshiping right now. Like I'm thinking about the, the the stuff that's on the floor that needs to be vacuumed. <laughs> yeah. You bring that to him. You're like, God, help me to connect with you. Yeah. You know, like you just bring who you are to him and just say, can you deal with me right now? That's good. Because it's not, I'm not the best version of who I'd want to be, but this is who I am. And just knowing that's what he wants. Oh. Like that's what he wants. He doesn't want us. Um, I think I, I actually... I actually cut this out of a couple of my message, but, but God, he, he, he wants our, he wants our authentic faith, not our perfect faith. Hmm. He doesn't want our perfect faith. He wants our authentic faith. And so I think that's what it means a little bit. Wow. Um, so how do you, this question came up when thinking about kind of that whole topic of like going through the motions, you said it can easily turn into superstition. We talked about that a little kind of a question to put you on the spot here. How do, so how do we prevent like, there's um, there's going through the motions, but there's also healthy routines for our faith, right? There's healthy habits and routines and things that like uh, help us grow in our relationship, uh, either as a person, as a leader, spiritually. How do we prevent our healthy routines, our healthy habits from becoming 
those going through the motions and then becoming the superstitions. Oh God. So <laughs> a big question. That, yeah. Right? That's now we're in part two of the message <laughs> that we didn't have time to give. Cause there is this, there is this tension in our faith and in the, the older I grow, the more things I find that our faith isn't black and white. It's like, it's all about the heart and that's it. Mm. Like, but, but at the end of the day too, it's like actually when we discipline ourselves. Yeah. So if we discipline to read our, our Bible every day, um, we actually engage our heart more. Yeah. And so we sort of need both. And so I guess my answer to that question was, uh, feel the tension in that, that we need healthy routines in our lives. Uh, maybe, like I said, we talked about alcohol. Maybe a healthy routine would be to not drink alcohol sure. because it helps you to connect to God a little bit more. Uh, you know, I, the example I always use is uh, playing the piano. You know, someone that practices the piano their entire life, they spend hours and hours practicing. You could see that as like sort of this 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 duty that they have. Like they're just going through the motions, having to practice piano, but actually practicing them makes them free to play the piano. Oh yeah. There's a freedom. That's awesome. Like I, I quit piano lessons when I was five. I have no freedom to play the piano Yeah. because I've never, I didn't practice. And so, wow. so the tension is that the routines can actually free us to experience God more. Wow. So just see the routines as a way to free yourself to actually connect your heart more with yeah. God and not just go through the motions. It's the, yeah, it's the perspective that you're looking at it from. Yeah. 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 Man, so you gave a really cool, on that same note, you gave a really cool like illustration about how you can get more concerned about your kids' actions rather than their heart. You can oh, yeah. see like, them. I mean, I have three kids. And so like when I heard that, I was like, oh man, he's talking to me right now because I'm just like, oh man, their actions, you know, if their actions were equivalent to their heart, I would say their heart's in a pretty bad place, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that was really powerful. Um, like, uh, what I want to do, um, what I want more than your, you said, what I want more than your, your good choices is you. And I just think that's a beautiful way to illustrate that. Yeah, that was actually, I added that just that morning. Cause I was trying to yeah. figure out a way, like, how do I connect this idea that God just wants you? And, and I was, you know, I know there's single folks that have never had kids. Sure. And so like, I know sometimes those parent metaphors, like maybe aren't super strong for them, but I, I think for me, there's no stronger thing when you have a child and, and you, you know, you just naturally fall in love with them yeah. and just knowing like, I just want that. Like I want them to know that I love them, you know? Yeah. And so I knew that would connect with, with parents really strong. Like, wanting their child's heart, not just their actions. The problem is as parents, we get tired, we get overwhelmed and we have said for them to not do this 10,000 times. Yes. And so we just lose it, <laughs> you know, but also on another way, we, we get embarrassed. Yeah. You know, like when my kid does something wrong, I get embarrassed the other day. I hope my son's not listening to this. We went to a graduation party and this graduation party, they had candy bars and my son came out with seven candy bars. Oh my gosh. And I got so angry at him. Uh, but I was angry cause I was embarrassed that he would, he would do that. And our God isn't embarrassed of us though. Oh man. You know, he's yeah. not embarrassed on like our actions don't embarrass him. 
He wants inner transformation. Whereas I just am embarrassed. Like, what if they saw him? What would that mean? Like, I'm a pastor and my kid just took seven candy bars, this whole deal. (laughs) But God's like, no, I'm not so concerned about that. I'm not embarrassed of your actions. What I want is you to be transformed into my son Jesus a little bit more. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm just... I didn't hear you that whole time because I was just thinking about all the things my kids are doing that I'm just like embarrassed about. And gosh, oh, it's hard. I, <laughs> I like I went home that night and I did not live out that portion. <laughs> I think I yelled at my kids before they went to bed. And so, and how many you have? Eight kids now. Uh, we'll probably get there at some point. I mean, we're we're heading to five, and so oh, who man. knows? You know, just keep them coming. It'll so. be awesome. It'll be awesome. Uh, you know, we're all about you know growing churches at Embrace. So I'm just growing our church through procreation. So you're do, you do you're doing your part. Yes, <laughs> that's a big difference out in D. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you. Um, uh, so you asked the question, like, where are you at? So where are you at? Like, are you more on that? If you looked at it as a as a spectrum, are you more on the heart or has it become more of a routine and ritual? I thought that was awesome. And you started to go into this part that I wanted to highlight here on the podcast because it was probably my favorite part of the day. And I think I told you this, but like the equation that you get, you gave the illustration of, of an equation for our lives, for our lives and, our, and, and for our faith. Um, and, and what that visually looks like, I just, that rocked my world. Can you talk a little bit about that, that equation where yeah. that idea came from and what even is that? Yeah. yeah. And in being like a math major and kind of very analytical, if you are, if you're like me, you're at, you know, you, you see the world in equations. Like yeah. if I do this, then this will happen. If we add these things up, then this, and I think as I've grown older, I just realize in relationships that doesn't work. Like there is no equation in your marriage. Oh yeah. There is no equation. It's not black and white. Yeah. And there's no equation in our relationship with God. You know, God is not, not an equation. And the fact is like, it's, if you just think about it, it is ridiculous to think that we could ever control God. Yeah. By our actions. Mm. He's the creator of the universe. He existed before time began and he will exist long after time has ended. Like he has no beginning. He has no ending in revelations. It says that he's the alpha and the mega, which means the beginning and the end. To think that us as finite human beings mm. could by our superstitions or our little actions control God's temperament is ridiculous. Yeah. It is completely ridiculous. And so, uh, you know, I, I think even if we, even if we uh, don't view life in equations, I think we, we do take this idea with our faith. Mm. If I add this and subtract this and multiply this and, you know, fractions, whatever yeah, it is yeah. that, that I can, that I can make God happy. And it's, it's just not true. Like yeah. God wants our heart. And so really the only thing in that equation is, you know, bring your authentic faith to the Lord and let him deal with you. Let him change you. And the actions will follow. So the one thing I don't want us to see is like that those things aren't good. They are very good. And I got into that towards the end of our message. These things that we do, they're not a way to get something. They're a way to meet someone. Yeah, You know, they're not a way to get something from God or to make God feel a certain way. It is a simple way to meet a God that wants to have a relationship with us. Yeah. When you said that, you said, yeah, what if our Christian activity wasn't a way to get something, but to meet someone? Oh, man. Man, that's it. It's like looking at the equation in reverse. Yeah. Starting with that 
Jesus, starting with that relationship and then seeing the overflow and seeing those other things come from it. I think that's, that's beautiful. Um, what would be, um, so, so with this whole series coming to a close, we've talked about a lot of done things. We probably could have kept going and talked about more. Um, um, what would be one thing you want people to take away from this series, um, as a whole, like when we're looking at each one of these weeks, combination of what the series mean, means, what would be probably one takeaway if you could think of every week to sum up? I think first off, we've never done a part two of a message series. And I think like next year we need to have like dumb things Christian say <laughs> part two, because we had a long list of things Yeah, we could have say. First off, just know if you say dumb things, that's okay. Like yeah. once again, it's not about your actions. Like God wants you to connect your heart. Like I've said all of these dumb things. I've done them all yep, and probably here. within the last year done them done them all. So like just know like do not feel bad. Like God loves you. God sure. is a graceful God is a graceful God. You know what I think at the end of the day is just be slow to speak as Christians at times mm-hmm. and and connect with people on a relational level. Like I, I think oh, at the good. heart of all this stuff is like love a lot of times. Like, yeah. like which is a dumb thing Christians say maybe. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's all about love. <laughs> but like when you truly love someone, you don't say hate the sinner, love the sin. Like you yeah. just love them. When yeah. you truly love Jesus yeah. and you feel his love, you don't feel the need to share this stuff out of this obligation. Sure. You know, when you, when you truly love someone, you don't gossip about them. Yeah. I know that for a fact. If you've ever had a family member go through something, you don't talk trash about them. That's good. When you love them. And then Fink's Week. What was Fink's Week again? I've tried to go through them all and I just like, <laughs> but it is the same thing, yeah. I'm sure. But like, I think at the heart is like, cultivate that love relationship for humanity and for our God. And I think a lot of the stuff, I mean, Jesus says the greatest commandment is love your love God and then love your neighbor. Yeah. And I think that just, it gets rid of so much of this, this stuff. So, man, well, Hey, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for even jumping into things that were cut from time from your message from the series as a whole. I think it's, it's been truly one of my favorite series that we've done um, kind of in the, in this year even. Um, so if you want to be sure to subscribe to the podcast, be sure to, um, if you want to check out this whole, really this whole podcast might not make the most sense if you haven't listened to the message. So check out the podcast before this one. It is Travis's week. Uh, we have it on the website too. I'm embrace.com. Uh, you can check it out there. Check out that message. This one will make a lot more sense. Make sure you listen to both, um, and check out the whole series. Be sure to subscribe. I think I checked everything off that I need you to do because it's important. <laughs> you know, it matters. Anything else you want to say before we go, Travis? I don't think so. Like I'm almost about ready to pass out because <laughs> I've, I've been talking so much and so much breath. So I'm going to go take a nap. Pray for Travis. He needs prayer. That's a dumb thing Christians say and I think a great way to wrap up our podcast. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening today. Subscribe. And uh, we'll, we'll, um, we're starting a new series um, this Sunday. So here in just a few days uh, that you definitely need to check out. It's going to be amazing. Uh, what's the series called, Travis? The series is called This Letter is for You. This Letter is for You. It's going to be amazing. Be sure to check that out. Join us at one of our campuses um, or our line. But I think Travis and I would love to see you. He'd probably give a big shout out for tea, maybe. Yeah, definitely come to tea. <laughs> like, and he, he acts like tea is like super far from Super Falls <laughs> and the, the boonies or something. But yeah, we'd love to have you. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks guys for listening and you guys have a great day.